0: Welcome to CureLeaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, CureLeaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live. I've got your Penn State talking points for Wednesday, August 31st, the eve of the Lions season opener coming up at Purdue on Thursday night. And we do have a bit of news coming out of James Franklin's news conference this week and hearing from a couple of assistant coaches as well as quarterback Sean Clifford. Drew Aller, the true freshman, the former five-star, is the number 2 quarterback uh, coming out of camp, James Franklin made that announcement that he would be the backup at Purdue. He said that it could be a fluid situation, that nothing is etched in and stone. And he pointed to last season when Christian Veyor was promoted from third string, and he all, he played most of a game against Rutgers and won that game. And I think maybe that's correct, maybe it's not. I think it's setting the tone that he's going to have to keep earning everything he gets. But for the most part, this is a very big deal. Coming out of camp, I think it's proof that Drew Aller has come a long way since he got there in January. He started out not behind, but he's a little slower to progress than his classmate Bo Perbola at the initial, um, the initial few weeks on campus. Um, Christian Veyor was all but assured; it looked like to be Penn State's backup quarterback. He had some success in that role, obviously last season. He was a year ahead of both of the true freshmen. So for Aller to get this nod coming out of camp says that he went out and he took it from Christian Veyor. He may, he left no doubts that he's the second-best quarterback on Penn State's roster, and he forced the coaching staff to make this move right here, right now. And I think that's a really big deal for this season as well as for the future. I think everybody who manages a college football Program Right now is very, very sensitive about the feelings of all the depth pieces on their quarterback depth chart just because of how frequently they are to move on and how likely it is if, if somebody views their path as being blocked for them to look for an opportunity elsewhere. I thought between Drew Aller and Bo Perbola, they would wait as long as possible to announce any separation whatsoever from those two because they're in the same class. And the, the loser of that competition, whenever it became clear... It seems like a pretty good bet to transfer elsewhere. And I I think Christian Vaillant, you could see him uh, exploring his options if nothing changes from now until the end of the season. But you never know what's going to happen in college football. You don't know what's going to happen at practice. Maybe Christian Vaillant finds a little spark and, and makes a run behind the scenes. If Sean Clifford gets injured, that'll be a really interesting time for Penn State because the time, the the future would essentially be now with Drew Aller. So I I don't think um, this is any small deal when you boil it down. Penn State had a lot of incentive not to force Drew Aller along, had a lot of incentive to go with the veteran as the backup quarterback, the more more proven veteran, I should say. uh, Christian Villior only one season under his belt. But Drew Aller... Made this happen for himself, and I think that can't be viewed as anything but a really positive thing for the Penn State program going forward. Probably, as of right now, depending on how the next 12 to 13 games go, probably puts him in the driver's seat, uh, gives him a little bit of a lead in the 2023 race for the starting quarterback job once Sean Clifford departs. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient Another starter was announced on special teams, Barney Amore. It will be the starting punter for the Nittany Lions. Not a big surprise in this one considering how the spring ended. It was him and Gabe Wosu going head-to-head. Barney Amore is in his sixth season, a former transfer from Colgate, Held a bit of a lead coming out of the spring, and then it was announced midway through training camp or so that he was continuing to hold that lead after the arrival of a talented true freshman, Alex Paqueta, who enrolled in classes late in the spring, early in the summer. So, Barney and Moore, that veteran presence, the consistency, had to have won the day for Penn State. It's such a big part of the punting job. Uh, doesn't really do much good if if one punt seventy yards and one punt is twenty. I think you're going to look for the guy who has the coaching staff's trust, and clearly, that's uh, Barney and Moore in his sixth season on campus. He just saw him last week get put on scholarship with a little help from uh, New York Giant, former New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning. Consistency won the day for him, and he appears to have gotten the coaching staff's trust. Alex Paquetta, no doubt, the future of that position. But for now, Barney Amore will be the starting punter week one at Purdue. One of the biggest names to know coming out of James Franklin's media availability this week was Harrison Wallace III, goes by the name of Trey. Penn State has a known three-deep at wide receiver with Parker Washington, Mitchell Tinsley, and Keandre Lambert-Smith. It was an interesting battle to see who from that young group of wideouts would emerge as maybe the fourth and fifth options. Certainly right now, it looks like Trey Wallace is expected to play a lot. James Franklin made that very, very clear. And probably, as of right now, looks to be the fourth name on that wide receiver depth chart behind those three proven guys. Uh, Franklin raved about him the way that he went about his work, the way that he's able to make plays said, he's going to make a name for himself in 2022. And the only way to do that is to get a lot of opportunities in games. And it looks like that is going to be the, what comes down the pike here for Trey Wallace Uh, sets the tone for the remainder of the depth chart as well. You have the three, the three veterans up top, Uh, Trey Wallace clearly part of that rotation and Positioning coach uh, Taylor Stubblefield also said this week that Caden Saunders is making a bit of a claim to grab a spot in that rotation as well. So between Wallace and Saunders, as well as Malik Mega, who is still searching for optimal consistency, Liam Clifford, Amari Evans, you got a lot of names on that depth chart. Jaden Dotton is another one as well. Got a lot of names on that depth chart, a lot of younger guys who are in the process of developing. Without a doubt, Taylor Stubblefield has done an excellent job developing wide receivers. But now as a redshirt freshman, Trey Wallace looks like the next in line and somebody that the the offense will be counting on early in the 2022 season. Couple, of not so, not such big surprises here when it comes to transfer players. Chop Robinson, Hunter Norzad, both of those guys are expect expected to play big roles early in the two thousand twenty two season. James Franklin did not say whether Robinson or Norzad would start uh, in week one at Purdue. In fact, it looks pretty likely that neither one of them gets to start. But Robinson has clearly made an impression on the coaching staff. They've known him for a long time, going back to the recruiting process. He's carved out a role in that pass rush. And he adds some explosion, some twitch, some natural ability um, to that defensive end group, which is looking for two new starters. And as of right now, it looks like that would probably be Adisa Isaac on one side and Nick Tarburton on the other. But then you've got uh, Chop Robinson and Deny Dennis Sutton are a couple names to watch who are among, you know, maybe the, the more twitchy athletes on the defensive line this season. And you've also got a guy like Smith Vilbert, who had three sacks in the Outback Bowl, who is also looking to contribute. So Penn State has some questions there. Uh, they've, they've liked Adisa Isaac for a long time. They like the stability of Nick Burton, But it looks like they're going to be in pretty good shape there if guys like Chop Robinson come along pretty quickly. And then on the offensive line, Hunter Norzat has been working at all three spots inside. Right guard, left guard, and center. And he might not be uh, a starter there. You are looking at maybe Landon Tengwall at left guard and Sal Wormley at right guard. But Hunter Hunter Norzad started to make an impression on the coaching staff with his strength, his physical ability, his toughness, and his intelligence being able to learn those positions and learn that playbook as quickly as he did. He'll be a big piece of the puzzle along the offensive line. You could see them shuffle guys around, probably play three different players um, at the guard and uh, at the two guard spots, and Hunter Norzad likely will be one of them, could alternate snaps. Uh, Could see time at both the guard spots. Could be a backup at center to Juice Scruggs. Uh, At the very least, that role for Hunter Norzad raises the bar for both Landon Tangwall and Sal Wormley that they've got to play and play well early because Hunter Norzat, his presence looms there. And he has a chance to, to see the field and go out and earn one of those starting jobs if he plays well enough probably a good problem to have for the Penn State coaching staff to have three guys who are capable of playing those two guard spots. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. As always, be sure to follow along to daily Penn State podcasts. You can find those anywhere podcasts are. Everything else we do is available at PennLive.com slash Penn State football, and we'll see you next time on the Blue White Breakdown.